Hello everyone, welcome to Peak Productivity Mindset Podcast, the guide to being a part of the community of top producers. I'm your host Raghav, you're listening to season 1, episode number 6, Kill Your Darlings. Creative endeavors requires detachment from cherished beliefs. Today in this episode, we will be talking about creative endeavors and detachment strategy to help you develop and cultivate a mindset of continuous improvement. Kill your darlings. Now, kill your darlings might definitely sound very quirky to some of you, but it's a very popular phrase in the world of writing and creativity. And if you're someone who belongs to the world of writing and creativity, you think yourself as a person who is a very creative person. And if you're not aware about what Kill Your Darlings actually is, then this episode is going to bring immense value to your life. So what exactly is Kill Your Darlings? Now, it's an advice which is often used to convey the idea that writers should be willing to remove or discard elements of their work they might be particularly attached to. We all are attached to things. But those things and elements are not actually serving the overall quality or purpose of the piece. If you talk about the broader sense of kill your darlings, it can be interpreted as a reminder to let go of personal attachments or biases in order to improve or refine one's work or idea. It also encourages a critical objective approach to creative endeavors, which is allowing us for growth and evolution. We all want growth and evolution in our life. And for that, we need to kill our darlings. Now, this particular phrase is definitely originated from context of writing, but it is something which can be applied to various aspects of life where letting go of your cherished beliefs or ideas may be necessary for personal or professional development. For this, I have a beautiful story for you, uh, which is set up in late 19th century, where the French government organized a competition to design a monument for the 1889 Exposition Universelle, which is a World's Fair, which celebrated the 100th anniversary of the French Revolution. And the competition received numerous submissions. It was very overwhelming for the French government to receive the submissions which came for this project. But it was the audacious design of Gustave Eiffel, who was a French civil engineer that captured the attention of the judges. By the name Gustave Eiffel, I think many of you would have understood that I'm talking about the designer behind the design of Eiffel Tower. So we all know what is Eiffel Tower. We all know where is Eiffel Tower. But many of us are unaware of the fact that why is Eiffel Tower? So this story is actually about why is Eiffel Tower. Eiffel proposed a daring concept of a wrought iron lattice tower that would rise to a height of 300 meters, nearly 1,000 feet, making it the tallest man-made structure at that time. Eiffel's design uh, was definitely very impressive for people around the world and specifically in Paris, France, but it faced significant opposition from critics and artists and architects who believed that it would overshadow the beauty of Paris and clash with its architectural harmony. To a certain extent, it was true because the design of uh, Gustave Eiffel was a mere wrought iron lattice. It looked close to what Eiffel Tower is today, but it wasn't actually the Eiffel Tower what we see today. And the leading intellectuals, including writers such as uh, Guy de Maupassant and Alexander Dumas, signed a petition against the construction of the tower. They saw it as an eyesore that would mar the skyline of the beloved city is what exactly they said in their petition. 
Despite the opposition, Eiffel's design was selected as the winner and construction began in the very same year, 1887. The work also progressed smoothly in the initial few days, but the criticism intensified and people started giving it a name. Some people called it iron monstrosity. Some even called it a garbage tin or a wrought iron piece standing erect. So people started giving it a name and that definitely would have demotivated Gustav Eiffel. Eiffel faced immense pressure to abandon or modify his design all this while, but he remained steadfast in his vision and convinced that the tower would be an engineering marvel and also a symbol of French innovation and progress because it is something which started uh, on the occasion of 100th anniversary of French Revolution. And throughout this construction process, Gustave Eiffel had to make difficult decisions and compromises to address the concerns raised by detractors, while also very importantly, staying true to his original design because Gustav was a person who was very attached to his initial draft and initial design because that was the draft and the design which won him the competition. So he wanted to stay as true as possible, as close as possible to his original design because he was very really attached to it. But he did make adjustments to the tower's aesthetics because that is what the people around him wanted him to do. And that was the right thing at that time to do into his design because his design was not aesthetically pleasing. So he made adjustments to his tower's aesthetics and he added decorative arches and intricate ironwork to soften the appearance and also to make it appealing and also to make it attractive to the people who see. And he was open to all these things all, all the way in two years of his journey and finally in March 1889 the tower was completed and unveiled to the public. It did face initial skepticism but despite initial skepticism it quickly captured the imagination of people around the world and became an instant icon of Paris. We, we all know what Eiffel Tower to Paris is today and we can't even imagine Paris without Eiffel Tower. And today it stands as one of the most recognizable and beloved landmarks, attracting millions of visitors each year. The story of Eiffel Tower's construction serves as a powerful reminder of the importance of perseverance and staying true to one's vision, even in the face of intense opposition, but it more importantly demonstrates the willingness to kill your darlings by overcoming personal attachment to initial ideas, making necessary adjustments and ultimately achieving remarkable success. If Gustav Eiffel wouldn't have made all those changes, we might not be seeing the Eiffel Tower what we see today. So life is a journey of growth and creativity and constant evolution. We all are well aware of that. Whether we are pursuing our passion, striving for success in our careers or seeking personal fulfillment, we often encounter roadblocks and challenges along the way. You will all agree to this. Now it is during these moments that we must summon the courage to confront our own attachment and biases, just like Gustav did it. Now I want you to pause this audio for a while and ask this question to yourself. What roadblock and challenges and ideas and beliefs I have currently that I must confront and detach from? Ask this question to yourself and try to contemplate on the Gustav Eiffel's journey. Imagine Gustav Eiffel would have been very stubborn with his initial draft of Rottweiler and Lattice, which won him the competition. Eiffel Tower wouldn't have existed. 
imagine Vincent Van, who had clung to his traditional painting style instead of exploring uh, the daring brushstrokes and vibrant colors that defined his masterpiece, Starry Night. Or Michelangelo would have not turned the painter from a sculpture, then we would have not got the masterpiece on the ceiling of Sistine Chapel. Sometimes you have to kill your darlings, break your own heart, and let go of what you thought was true once. So what darlings you need to kill? For me, all this while, in the last one month, I've been recording the podcast and there are a lot of sections which I have to delete just to shorten up the entire length of the podcast. I have to kill those darlings. Those are the initial drafts which I record and I believe that going to serve the purpose, but actually they are not serving the purpose. I have to delete them. And this is a never ending process at times. So the concept of kill your darlings extends far beyond the realms of art and invention. And it applies to every aspect of lives, every aspect of our lives. And we must be willing to let go of outdated beliefs and prejudices, even if they are deeply ingrained within us. And we must always challenge the status quo, question the conventional wisdom we have, and be open to new perspectives that can reshape our understanding of the world, right? And it it definitely takes strength and humility to confront our darlings head on. I do understand that. But in doing so, we open ourselves up to a world of infinite possibilities we unleash our potential for growth innovation and personal transformation so if you all are listening to this i implore each and every one of you to embrace the spirit of kill your darlings in your own lives and there is a small hack which you can do for that just pull out a sheet of paper divide that sheet of paper into three columns And in the first column, jot down all the ideas you have currently. In the second column or in the middle column, jot down all the assumptions you have currently. And in the last column or the third column, jot down all your attachments. And the second step is you should be willing to let go of what no longer serves you. And the third step is to strike out all those things which aren't serving the purpose in all the three columns on the sheet of paper and the fourth step is to execute the challenge embrace change and cultivate a mindset of continuous improvement do this activity and it will bring value into your life and it would also give clarity because it's a challenge right now my friend embrace the challenge embrace the beauty of growth and transformation embrace the power of kill your darlings and unlock your true potential to enjoy your journey Hi, this is Raghav Raj. Hope you receive great value from this Peak Productivity Mindset podcast. If you want to master the strategies and comprehensive frameworks I talk about to play at the level of top producers, connect with me on Instagram at Coach Raghav Raj for a one-to-one session.